first ten verses. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and was Samuel, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called to Samuel. And he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he, meaning Eli, said, I did not call, lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, speak for your servant here. Many of you know the background to our story. Samuel had special favor on his life from God. You, we use this story at uh, many baby dedications uh, Samuel's mother was Hannah, and, and she was with, without child. And for years she prayed that God would give her a child. And, and uh, she was very bitter about the other wife that her husband Elkanah had. Uh, the other wife had kids and had children, and she was, she was jealous at this other lady, but she was a righteous woman. Hannah was, and she prayed and she prayed. And God one day finally answered her prayer, God gave her a son, and she named him Samuel. But in response to a promise that she had made to God, and as an expression of gratitude, Hannah gave Samuel back to the service of the Lord. She took him at a very young age to serve with Eli, the high priest at Shiloh, at the house of the Lord. We don't know how old Samuel was. I think it's possible that he could have been as young as three or four years of age. Five, six, seven years of age I think is very uh, probable. But we just read of a very special time when Samuel, still yet a boy, hears the voice of someone calling his name. And lo and behold, it's the voice of God Almighty. All of us, we hear our names called at various times throughout the day, don't we? Um, most of us with kids, we get up in the morning and we call our kids' names. Parker, it's time to get ready for school. Parker, are you up, up yet? Parker, are you up yet? Parker, tell me, are you up? Anybody have a ch- child like that you just can't seem to get up yet? 
Time for breakfast, Jenna. Hey, get, get ready. You know, you're going to be late for, you know, we call our kids. Time for dinner. Our, our names are mentioned several times throughout the day, whether it be at work or whether our spouses call our names throughout the day. Sometimes when our names are called, it causes a pit in our stomach. Those of you who have been sitting in the dentist office, or you're in the doctor's office, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? And that door opens up, and you're thinking, oh, is it my turn? And they say your name, and that pit kind of comes in your stomach. Or sometimes when your name is called, it's very thrilling, very exciting. I probably have shared this, but we have a lot of guests here this morning, so I'll just briefly mention it. I always had a dream, always had a desire to be on The Price is Right. I don't know why. I've just have all. I used to act like Bob Barker when I was like ten years of age, and and uh, some of you know that. So can you imagine when you're in that studio and you're waiting for your name to be called, and Brock Barnhouse, come on down. You are the next contestant on the prize. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be great. I'm weird, aren't I, honey? Yeah, I'm weird. A great time when our name is called. Sometimes we try and act like we don't hear. When our name is called. Husbands, we call this selective hearing, don't we? Those times whenever you try and act like your name is not called. I've got to tell you of something that happened recently, a whole month or two ago. Um, Stephanie and I, was late at night, and uh, we were in front of the TV and falling asleep and all that, so we just wanted to get to bed. We were exhausted, we were tired, and uh, I don't even know if you remember this story, honey. Well, I think you will. Um, and all I wanted to do was just get into my side of the cozy bed, put the covers on, and just, oh, it was just calling, it was calling my name. My bed was calling my name. But as I lay, laid down, I looked up on the ceiling, and I saw something that was crawling on the ceiling. And it was on her side of the bed. It wasn't on my side of the bed. It was on her side, and, and I thought, you, you know, the ladybugs are crazy this time of year, so maybe it was just a ladybug, you know. So I thought, you know what? I do not want to get up out of this bed. I'm so warm and cozy. I don't want to get up, so, you know, it's on her side. But, you know, I knew that I probably should, so I did what every good, loving, compassionate husband does. I turned the light off, and I turned over in bed. <laughs> hoping that she would not have seen what was right above her head. And as soon as I turned the light off, two seconds later, Brock. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I knew it. I had to turn the light on. I had to get up. I think it was a ladybug. No, it wasn't a ladybug. You didn't kill it. Did you kill it? She killed it. I forget that part of the story every, every time. How did you kill it? Okay, I don't remember the story quite like that, but you did call my name, and we did have, she did have to take care of the situation. (laughs) All right, I've got to tell you this real quick. Um, I hate, there are certain things, uh, varmints and things like that, mice and rats and snakes and all that, that is is not for me, and I just gave some of you blackmail material on me now, I get that, I understand. Years ago, some of you remember, Christy, watch it. Um, my aunt and uncle, Danny and Uncle Bill, used to be the pastor here years ago. Early in their marriage, just a little side note, has nothing to do with the marriage. 
Well, she called his name. They were in the kitchen early in their marriage, and there was a mouse in the kitchen. And Nanny started screaming Uncle Bill's name. She got up on the chair, and she said, Get this thing away from me. I don't know where this is. And she turned around, and Uncle Bill was on the other chair. (laughs) Calling his name. Well, I don't remember that story, Stephan. I don't know if you're right with that. We'll look at that. I think you're right. If you think about it, every time someone calls your name, you have a choice as to what you are going to do. You can either acknowledge it, or you can shut the light off and turn over with your blankets. (laughs) You can ignore it. You can either respond favorably to it, or you can turn a deaf ear. In our story, Samuel was calling out, excuse me, God was calling out to Samuel. And whether we realize it or not, God is still calling people today. He's still calling people today. He's even calling you and me today. We're here for Kevin's ordination and he has said the name Kevin. Kevin has answered. But the question is, and here's the question for all of us, the question is, are we listening? He's still calling, folks. He's calling every single one of you. Right now, he might be calling some of you to accept him as Lord and Savior. He might be calling some of you to be involved in the life of the church more than you are. He might be calling some of you to do some work in his kingdom. He might be calling some of you for whatever it might be. But make no mistake about it, God is calling names today. Samuel turned out to be a great man, a mighty man used of God. But Samuel put himself in a position to hear from God. What about you? Do you hear God call your name? Do you want to hear the voice of God? See, I didn't want to hear Stephanie's voice. Because I knew that would require something of me. Do you want to hear the voice of God? Who wouldn't want to hear the voice of God? By looking at this story just briefly, we can glean some lessons that will allow all of us to hear the voice of God. Now again, you can either ignore it or you can accept it. You can turn away from it, you can reject it, or you can embrace it. That is up to you. But if you want to hear the voice of God in your life, throughout your life, there's three quick lessons that we can learn this morning. Number one, eliminate any sin or disobedience. If you want to hear the voice of God in your life, eliminate any sin or disobedience in your life. Listen, sin separates us from God. Amen? Sin separates us from God. It creates a distance between our hearts and God's heart. Where sin and disobedience exist, God does not. Where sin and disobedience exist, God does not. Because he cannot and he will not dwell where there is sin or disobedience. I want you, if you have your Bibles open, stay in that same passage. It will be on the screen. I want you to look at something, though, in verse 1. It says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. 
Stop there. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Why is that? If you look at the history of the nation of Israel leading up to this time, see Samuel ushers in a brand new time in the life of Israel. Before this, it was a time of judges. Joshua has long come and gone, and and now it's a time of judges. And the nation of Israel continually disobeyed and rebelled against God. The nation was disobedient. They were idolatrous people. They were defeated time and time again because of their rebellion against God. Now listen to this. And because the people had sin and disobedience in their life, they separated themselves from God. And when they separated themselves from God, they stopped hearing from God. It's been a long time since someone heard the voice of God. The voice of God was rare. There was no special revelation. Do you want to hear the voice of God? I encourage you to make sure there is no sin or disobedience in your life. Number two, eliminate the noise and the distractions in your life. Eliminate the noise and distractions in your life. I'll be honest with you, it's something that God has been speaking to me about lately. There's some noise, there's some distractions in my life that I feel I need to deal with. In this passage, I want you to notice where Samuel was when he heard his name being called. He was in the house of the Lord. Obviously, I know we can't live here. But the point that I want to make is he was living in a place where the noise and the distractions of the world were greatly reduced and his focus was daily on the Lord. Church, we too need to be living daily in a place where we can hear the voice of the Lord. We need to eliminate the noise and the distractions. Ask yourself, Are there any distractions in my life that are causing me not to hear the voice of God? Am I so busy with earthly, temporal things, things that in the end will either not matter, things in the end that will not matter, things that are keeping me from hearing God whisper my name? Listen, some in here today, some of us, Need to shut the TV off more, right? Oh, I didn't think I was going to get much of an amen on that. Let me say that again. Some of us, and I include myself, need to shut the TV off. Some of us need to shut the radio off. Sometimes we need to get off Facebook. Sometimes we need to get off Twitter. Sometimes we need to get off IG. Sometimes we need to stop all the texting. Sometimes we need to stop all the noise. Say amen or ouch. There's one thing that I can't stand, and I admit I may have even done this at one point in time before, is whenever I'm talking to someone and in front of me they're going like this. Do they even hear what I'm saying? And, and And I'll say... Well, I'll just wait till you get done. No, I can hear you. And I'm thinking, no, you can't hear me. You're not giving me your full attention. Does God say the same thing with us sometimes? 
Does he look at our lives and he says, Child, I want to speak to you. I want you to hear my voice, but you won't listen to me. There's too much noise. Many of you sleep with fans at night. I sleep with a fan at night because I just need noise in the background. It's amazing how our culture and our society is today. All of these things get in the way of our times alone with God. Are we taking the time daily? And Kevin, this does apply to us as ministers. Are we taking the time daily to commune with God? Are we taking the time daily to commune with God? Listen to me. I'm going to step on toes. This is one of the basic things I will always say, I've always said. If we're too busy to get into His Word, if we're too busy to have alone time with God, then we're too busy. Well, Pastor, you don't know how crazy my life is. You don't know how busy it is. I have young kids. There's just no way. Listen, I understand how crazy life can be. Just recently, Stephanie and I have been talking about how something has got to change in our life because we just go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And it just seems like life is almost out of control. And we're not technically into the holiday season yet. Jess, our daughter, has just recently had her second child. And and I know this is a difficult thing for her. How does she, with uh, uh, Emma is about two, Emma's two, and she has about a five-week-old as well. Now she starts back to work in the home tomorrow. And how on earth does she do this? How does she live this life and have some kind of time alone with God? There are times. Some of you may be in a time of life, and this is what we've told Jess. Some, Jess, some of you may be in a time of life to where what you need to do is open up the Word of God and just have it on the counter open throughout the entire day. And every time you pass by, you stop and you read a verse and you stop. And you just let that verse just sink in. And then you go about your day. You read a verse and you think about it. You dwell on it. You, you let it percolate in your life. And you don't have to read chapters and chapters. God wants you to absorb the word. There's different ways that you can commune with God. Church, I'm telling you, avoid the noise. Avoid the distractions. He, Samuel was living in a place to where he was able to hear God. I know life is crazy. I know we cannot... Go off and live in some convent or secluded community. We like to. I know we cannot barricade ourselves off from the world. We live in a busy world. But listen, we must first guard our time. We must first give our priority to God. Amen? Yeah. Listen, I'm not even talking about church. I'm not talking about giving our priority and our time to church. I'm not talking about giving our time and our priority to our families and to our wives. I'm talking about putting God first in your life. I'm talking about putting your alone time, your personal one-on-one time with God first. And you know what will happen? He, once you align yourself up with God in your life daily, kids are talking to you as well, you too can have quiet time with the Lord every day. You too can open up the Word every day and have time alone with the Lord. Once you align yourself up with the Lord and your time with Him, you know what? All of a sudden you'll, you'll find that you have time for the church. He just all of a sudden just makes time for the church. Your heart wants to be where His heart is. All of a sudden you find that you have now more time for the family. You have more time for the kids. 
You have more time for those other things. God will put your priorities in place, but eliminate the noise. Eliminate the distractions. We must start here. Put ourselves in the position where God can speak to us, for God cannot talk to us if we never take the time to listen. I'm going to take just a quick little pause here. I have one more point, and then the youth are going to do something. Uh, the youth are going to do their skit here in just a few moments. So I was asked if I could let them go. So youth, why don't you go ahead and take off and get ready for your skit here in just a few moments. And point number three, you want to hear the voice of God in your life. Some of you are waiting to hear God give you an answer on something. You have first two points. Number three, when you start hearing the voice of God... Simple, obey. When you start to hear the voice of God, obey. Listen, every time in this passage, every time that Samuel heard his name, he quickly jumped to attention, ready to do what Eli wanted him to do. We recently had five people in our church get baptized. We recently had five people in our church hear the voice of God Calling them, it's time to be baptized. It's time to make that public demonstration of your faith. And they answered, and we had a glorious time a number of weeks ago. Maybe there's some more of you in here this morning that you're sensing God wants more of you. He wants you to take that additional step as well. Kevin, you're in a unique position. One that will require all of these things that we just talked about. You're in a position to where if God calls your name, your response needs to be, Speak, Lord, for your servant here. Speak, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. Wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. But it's all in obedience. One last point that I'll bring out with Sam, you'll realize something. It's an easy point, but Samuel did not have to obey. As a matter of fact, Samuel could have looked at Eli and said, I don't even want to be here. I had no choice in the matter. My mom, a couple of years ago, just dropped me off at the door and I had no choice. I don't know if it was quite like that, but he could have said that. And in a way, you could say he's got a little beef there. He had no choice. He was forced there. No, Samuel willingly... See, that's why God, I believe God knew Samuel's heart. The word of the Lord was rare in those days, but he knew there was a young boy coming up. There was a young boy by the name of Samuel that he could trust his heart. He could trust his heart. If the kids were still out here, I would say this to them. Kids can do the same thing today, can't they? If God spoke to Samuel, a five, six, seven, eight, ten-year-old, he can speak to our youth today, amen? He can speak to our kids today. And ultimately, what Pastor Kevin is trying to do is put the kids in a position to where they hear the voice of God. He can't force them to accept Christ. He can't force them to get into the Word, but to put them in a position to where they can hear the voice. Of God. 
Samuel went on to be both a mighty judge and a mighty prophet of God. He anointed the first ever king of Israel, King Saul. He then went on to anoint the finest king that Israel ever had, King David. And it all started when as a boy, Samuel heard the voice of God and he obeyed. Church, God is still calling out names this morning. We're celebrating the fact that he's called the name Kevin Morton. But I also recognize that he might be calling someone else's name this morning. Are you listening? That's the question that I have as we close this portion of the message. Are you listening? God has great things in store for us, church. And I pray that you'll listen to the voice of God. Eliminate sin, any disobedience. Eliminate the noise and the distractions. And when you hear him call, obey. Would you pray with me? Father God, we're kind of at a stopping point in this special time. And Lord, what uh, principles for us in the ministry to keep in mind. We've got to guard our hearts at all costs for allowing any sin or disobedience in. And all the noise and the, and the distractions that will come into the life of ministry, they are numerous and they are immense. But may Kevin guard that with everything he has. And Father, would he obey? He continue to obey. Lord, help all of us to take these lessons and to begin seeking out your voice. Lord, I believe there are people here that want to hear your voice. May they be in tune with you. We thank you, Father. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.